0: This is The Real Rebel Podcast, and you're listening to the Band of Rebels edition. This is for the people who push the boundaries of our society, for the people who live on the fringe, for the people who aren't afraid to question the status quo and live life as exactly who they are, not as who they should be. These are the people who make us uncomfortable, who speak truth and break glass ceilings who aren't afraid to stand up and face themselves, who refuse to be oppressed and help us expand and evolve the edges of humanity. These are the Real Rebels, and this podcast is for them. Hey, guys, it's your host, Katie B, and thank you so much for joining me on this Band of Rebels episode where I pose one question to three different people, all in hopes that you can get a little bit of a different perspective from each one. So how this all goes down is that the people you'll be hearing from are actually members of the Real Rebel crew, so members of the Real Rebel podcast community, people who have been brave enough to submit their answers and have their truth spoken, and the whole idea around this is to give a voice to the community. I feel like so often we only hear from people whose numbers have reached, you know, critical mass, uh, where then their voice is all of a sudden. given given a platform and I'm trying to create a space where you guys get just as much of a platform to speak your truth and it's not reliant on how many followers you have on Instagram or the achievements you have made in your life. It's all around you being enough as you are and having enough wisdom to share and not having to prove yourself in order to have your voice and your truth heard. So with that, we're not going to waste any time and the rebels on our panel from the Real Rebel crew are Liz Allardice, Holly LaRochelle and Victoria Chemko. And the question I will be asking them is, if you were sitting across the table from your five-year-old self, what do you think she would say to you and what would you say to her? The first rebel on our panel is Liz Allardyce. And Liz, I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Please forgive me if I'm not. And Liz is a Canadian writer, poet, chef, spoken word performer, and henna artist based in Vancouver, BC. Liz, I will be coming to you one day for sure for you to decorate my body in henna. I have a little bit of an addiction to it, so uh, prepare yourself for that. (laughs) Her life's work is to walk people home. So she believes that poetry and art will save the world and that it is the vulnerability of art that allows us to see through the eyes of other human beings, which by that sentence alone, you can tell Liz is incredible at what she's doing and doing exactly what she's meant to. And currently she is working on a book of poetry called The Seventh Prophecy, a 10 novel young adult fantasy series. So with that, let's hear what Liz has to say.
1: I have always had a very curious mind. So if I were sitting at a table with my five-year-old self, I think it would mostly be her asking me questions about how our life has gone. Elizabeth would ask, "'How is marine biology going? Are you studying whales yet?' And Liz would say, "'Unfortunately, I had to let go of that dream when I nearly lost my cookies dissecting a frog in grade 9. I promise you, though, your love of orcas will last a lifetime.' Elizabeth would say, "'That's okay. Are you a teacher, then?' Liz would make a face and reply, Sorry, but that didn't happen either. School wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It wasn't making me happy. So I decided to leave and travel the world instead. That is pretty cool, Elizabeth replies. Who did you go with? I did it all by myself, Liz would say. It was hard and scary, but it was also the best thing I've ever done for us. What was your favorite part? Elizabeth would ask. The day that I faced one of our biggest fears and went bungee jumping, Liz would answer. Elizabeth would stare at her in horror. But we don't even like going high on the swings. I know, Liz would say. Falling isn't easy, but eventually you will learn to like it. Elizabeth would look at her skeptically. I don't know about that. Want to know something even crazier, Liz would ask. What? Elizabeth would lean forward to listen. You are going to be a vegetarian one day. Liz would tell her with a twinkle in her eye I don't believe you Elizabeth would screw up her face We don't even like vegetables Except carrots and cucumbers But only when they're cold You don't have to believe me But I promise you it is true A lot of things are going to change Over the next 25 years What about fairies and unicorns And dragons, Elizabeth would ask You still believe in them, don't you? Liz would smile at her chubby-cheeked, platinum-haired self, and think of all the joys and sorrows and adventures that are coming her way. If I could promise you one thing, it is this. The fairies will always be there for you. On your darkest nights, you will hear their giggles from the shadows. On the brightest day, you will see the twinkle of their dust in the sunlight. Someday soon, you're going to write your very first story. Those words will be your greatest loves and your best friends. They will stick with you through everything. Even when you let them go, they will be there. And one day, when you're very far away from home, the fairies will show themselves to you for real. You will start writing a story of your own about them. A story that will last a lifetime. I suppose that's all right then, Elizabeth would say. Can I go play now? Yes, Liz would answer. Go and play. I'll be right here to watch over you.
0: The second rebel on our panel is Holly La Rochelle, and she is a mother, a writer, and photographer who has emerged from the deep trenches of motherhood in between swimming lessons, dance classes, and hockey games with her eight and five year old in tow to start a revolution. She is the creatrix, which I mean, that's a dope word. She created that word, not me, uh, that helps mothers and thought leaders reconnect to themselves, start businesses, and balance their lives with clarity, fun, play, and and nourishment. She's obviously hilarious, wise, super down to earth if you check her out on Instagram. And uh, yeah, let's hear what Holly has to say to the question. If you were sitting across the table from your five-year-old self, what do you think she would say to you and what would you say to her?
2: If I was sitting across the table from my five-year-old self, um, I think she would have a lot to tell me in terms of remembering how to play, uh, remembering to keep it light <laughs> and, um, remembering, you know, really who you are under it all. I think five-year-olds have an incredible, just an incredible way to be in the world that all of us could really learn a lot from. Um, but what I would have to tell her, I'm not sure I have a lot to tell her um and the reason why is 5 is such a like um amazing age where you know we really rely on as my kids would say imagination um and we can kind of see the world from this really sunny optimistic view um you know people are friends we just haven't met yet and in time in terms of telling her you know what this path has been like for the next 32 years um, I don't want to burden her with that. I don't want to burden her with the, you know, realities of being an adult and all that. I want her to grow and, you know, play in the forest and do all those things that she's going to do that are going to become this really strong basis um, of self-care. It's going to become this really strong basis of who I am. Um, And it's going to be the thing that really brings me back to who I really am so I don't really have any advice for her other than you know continue to be true to yourself um, when you're making big decisions um, you know get clear make sure you you know ride your emotional wave and get clear on what you really want and even if it's completely contrary to what the people around you think Um, and I would just really want to play with her honestly if she was sitting across the table from me Um, I suspect we wouldn't stay at the table for long. I suspect we would be, you know, playing with toys under the table and um, going on an incredible adventure in whatever caught her interest. And to me, it feels like that's exactly how the world should be with a five-year-old. And I feel really really blessed that I get to explore the world with my five-year-old daughter um, and see it from that viewpoint again and really... And really be able to, you know, use her eyes to look at how my five-year-old self did too. So, um, I think she's got, I think our five-year-old selves have a lot to teach us. And the things that we were really into during those times, um, and the things we really did during those times, are incredibly relevant. And they're incredibly us at our core.
0: The third and final Rebel on our panel is Victoria Chemko, and Victoria is the founder of Unami Journeys and Unami Marketing, who moved from the corporate life to creating a business for herself and becoming a world traveler, touching down in over 40 countries in the last nine years. So she's a busy lady. (laughs) Victoria has had the opportunity to design her life and live authentically in her day-to-day, connecting with others instead of waiting to do so at a distant point in the future. Her goal is to help others see the possibility out there and unleash their potential, which is a pretty badass goal, and if you check her out also, she's a badass lady, you can just tell. Okay, let's hear what Victoria Chemko has to say.
3: I'm not sure my five-year-old self would actually say anything to the me of now. She'd probably watch me quietly, with bright eyes, hesitant and uncertain while observing carefully. She was always the little girl who hid behind her mother's legs and didn't really socialize much or meet any people until she got to school and had to, and it took her a while to adjust to being around so many new people. So, what I would say to my five-year-old self is, I know you're shy and quiet now, hiding behind your mother's legs, watching, listening, and too afraid to speak at times or ask questions, trying to understand what's happening all around you, all by yourself, and attempting not to cause a stir. Know that you will learn to share your voice over time and use your powers of observation to help yourself and the world in a meaningful way when you realize it is perfectly all right to be you and to trust yourself. You will only do what you think is best and can handle at any given time, and you'll always only be able to do what you believe is best throughout your life, and all of that is exactly what you need to be doing. You will continually learn to play more, to love, to rest when you need it, to not take life and yourself so seriously at times to share who you really are, and that you do not need to protect or take care of anyone else before you take care of you. It is not your job to take care of others first, and you're allowed to enjoy all that life has to offer. The world's beauty, exploring nature, people, cultures, and all of life, the whole journey itself, and coming back to your beautiful roots. So stay curious, pay attention, love a lot, and always listen to yourself. I am so grateful to you for teaching me so much and being part of our winding journey to the beautiful places both where we have been and where we are now and wherever that will take us from here. So thank you for that.
0: Hey guys, it's your host Katie B and as always I like to leave my two cents at the end just as a little something extra and when I thought of what my five-year-old self would say to myself, uh, she would probably say something along the lines of, oh my goodness, you're an adult, you're so big, you're so tall, and you have a big butt. <laughs> I just feel like she might say something like that. Well, she was actually pretty shy, but I feel like around me, she would probably be free to say whatever she wanted. And she'd probably say something about how cool it is that I have a Jeep because I wanted one my whole life, and she'd probably want to drive it. There was one time in my young... Uh, <laughs> teenagehood that I may have taken my mother's car when they were out of the house and drove it to the candy store drove it driven it drove it <laughs> yeah so once that was all out of the way I feel like when I think back to my five-year-old self and just my younger self in general I mean a number is just a number but but when you think about or when I think about my my childhood self her imagination was incredibly wild, and um, she thought anything was possible, absolutely, there was no way you could tell her no, that she couldn't do something, or that her idea was too crazy, at the time, my mind was so full with with creative things that I could that I could bring into the world, and I felt this fire burning within me very, very strongly. And I was convinced I I could do absolutely anything. And I also was convinced that I was way too old to be in my little body, and that I wish I could drive. And I couldn't wait until I was making money, until I was able to fully. Um, Put forth the things that I had within me out into the world, I can remember thinking uh, and feeling trapped in my young self because I had a lot of knowledge and I think I, looking back, had a lot of wisdom, but mm, my body didn't match my um, <laughs> my capacity to dream, perhaps, and uh, I just couldn't wait an- until I was an adult so I could actually do the things that were that were in within me. Um, I think that also looking at myself now where, where I find myself now, she would probably tell me to relax. She would probably remind me to play, um, and to not take life so seriously. I think looking at me right now, even though I am, I'm happy in in life, but you know, not, not fully. And I think she would say something along the lines of, um, you know, Calm down, relax, let's go play. It's not that big of a deal. You're doing fine. Um, and I think that's that's probably the most important part and a note that I would take from her and that we all could probably take is that um, we take things so seriously and, and it's understandable because we live in a world that asks a lot of us if we so choose to engage in the machine um, that we've been presented with so I feel like that's the machine of consumerism that's the machine and the idea and the stories that we have to achieve in order to hold a value here on this earth and it's very tricky not to get caught up in it because we need to participate in it to a certain degree we need to live in homes, we need to pay rent, we need to pay a mortgage, we need to eat. Um, Not all of us are equipped to live in the wild or know even the first thing about it. So we have to engage in this kind of system that is in front of us to some degree. And I think in large part if we're not careful we can become consumed by it and get caught up in it and i think that um our childhood selves that weren't caught up in that machine yet would recognize it more clearly than we can see it now and probably remind us that there's more to life than pushing And having a career or keeping up with the Joneses or um, any of these uh, material things that it can be very easy to get caught up in and I think it would be talking to our five-year-old self would be a solid reminder of um, of what's really important because that's a time in our life when we're truly free you know we don't really I mean not all of us I understand that's a sweeping statement Um, not all of us have easy childhoods most of us don't (laughs) I feel Um, but but we to a degree the responsibilities of adulthood and the weight of the world has not yet been dropped on our shoulders and we have that connection to that pureness and that innocence and I think as we get into adulthood it's a good idea to remember that part of ourselves and connect with that part of ourselves because that's the part of ourselves that will help pull us away um, in times where we find ourselves too wrapped up in this crazy system and this crazy machine that we are living in today. And on that note as well, I think if you do feel like you're a little wrapped up in that machine and you do feel a little stressed and like you kind of run a hamster wheel and you can't get off, I think if you can get yourself into nature and go for a walk and you don't need to go crazy. You don't need to go like hike a mountain, but even just going in the woods, going for a walk or finding yourself, you know, a paddle board and and just sitting on the board and paddling through the water. However, you can connect to nature. I think that is the place where we are reminded of who we are and where we can connect to that innocence within us. And I really see a huge resurgence of people needing to connect to nature and wanting to get back to nature and my father always says life is like a pendulum it'll swing one way and then it will swing back the opposite way um, just as far and i think that as much as we have disconnected from nature we realize that that's now um, very important and i know people have known this for a long time but perhaps um, it's becoming even more and more recognized that we need to get back to nature so we can get back to ourselves because nature is home and it's where we all started and that's where we can connect to ourselves easiest in my uh, non-expert opinion (laughs) so that was a bit of a ramble but as it goes on the Real Rubble podcast if you've listened before you know I tend to do that so I hope that you got something out of it And I hope that you enjoyed all the different perspectives offered on this Band of Rebels episode. As I always say, anything mentioned in this episode can be found over in the show notes at realrubblepodcast.com along with all of the links to all of our guests' Instagram and any information you might need on them. And if you would like to be a part of the Band of Rebels panel, the Band of Rebels crew, head on over to realrubblepodcast.com as well. And under the podcast heading, you'll see another heading that says BOR application. And from there, you can apply to be on and um, have your voice heard and your truth spoken Um, it's cathartic (laughs) as as previous guests will say it's a pretty cathartic experience music for the intro on this episode is a custom track done by my guy nathan from extra deluxe and music played throughout is called idyllic by nom both of which you can find links to in the show notes okay until next time